familiar passage. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5, that's where we're going to look this morning. Luke chapter 5. Real quick, did anybody lose a ring? I don't know if it got a heart, different little colors and shapes. Anybody lose a ring? You did, it's up here. Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, this is what the Word of God declares. It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the Word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drop. Simon Simon answering said unto him, Master, we've told all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I praise you and I thank you for this time, you've, an opportunity you've given me to share your word. Lord, I pray hearts and ears will be open to receive what you have for them this morning. And Lord, just give me the word to say. And Lord, just uh, bring my memory of things I've studied and that need to be said. Father, be with Pop and Mom. Be with Sister Linda and Brother Ed. And be with all of our people here at Lone Mountain, Lord, that are sick. I just pray that your hand will be mightily upon them. And Lord, you'll just give them health. And you'll restore them to that health so they might be back with us. And Father, I pray for this country. Lord, we're so far from you. We're not where we are to be with you as a nation. Forgive us. Open eyes, hearts, so that they might see this great need be with our churches be with our pastors and 
our missionary serving abroad, be it Brother Terry this morning. She's in Hoopa. Just, Lord, may we get the word of God out. And, Lord, may we grow as your children in faith and in commitment. Help us, dear God, to be what you've saved us to be. If there's somebody today that needs to come during the invitation, let them come, Lord. Allow them that liberty, for it's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. Please be seated. I'll not keep you too long. It's been quite a week. Uh, I tell you, setting up at the hospital will wear you out. Amen? Feels like you've done an eight-hour job, and you ain't done nothing but just sit there waiting for doctors and nurses, but I'll get off that. I do want you to pray for mom and pop. They definitely need our prayers. Uh, How many of you ever been asked to do something you didn't want to do? I guess we could all. Amen? Hey, listen, when I was growing up, I had chores. I was raised in the country. Uh, One of my chores was to cut the lawn. Folks, our yard was an acre. There wasn't no riding mower like you see today. We had an old push mower, okay? My grandparents had a 90-laying hen house. 90 hens that laid because... In the community, everybody, you know, they were bartering. I don't think they ever sold anything, but they bartered. The Humphreys sold milk. Grandma and Grandpa had eggs. Everybody bartered for this and that. But that wasn't the thing. When it comes springtime, it was time to put up chickens. You wonder why I can't stand chickens. Because that was also something I was asked to do. Well, no, I was told to do. Uh, And, you know, if you've ever wrung a chicken's neck, you got to chase the silly thing to grab it and throw it in the pot because it's bouncing all over the place. And there is not a greater smell in the world than tossing them old chickens in that old pot. It starts a rolling, you take them out, and then you start plucking. That's why I don't eat chicken to this day. It's awful, it's gross, I still can smell that stuff. But, Why did I do it? Did I do it out of obligation? Did I do it because I was told to do it? Did I do it because I felt like it's just something I need to do? We all have been asked to do things that we didn't want to do, but we've done them. All of us. And that's no different here. Simon was asked to do something. And he didn't want to do it. Been there. Amen. So have you. But what we read here is Luke tells us that Jesus is at the Sea of Gennesaret and the people are there to hear him preach while they're pressing, getting closer to him and closer to him. So he sees Simon's boat and he sees another boat out there, which we read he had a, Simon had some partners in the fishing business, didn't they? Didn't he? 
And he tells Simon to let him get on the boat and get it cast out away. It wasn't because he didn't want to be around the people. It's just they were pressing him. But he got on the boat, Simon's boat, and he began to preach. And then after he was done, he said, go on out. And he looked and he saw other fishermen on the shore. What were they doing? They were cleaning their nets. You see, they had been fishing that night. And they didn't catch nothing. Anybody ever been fishing and not caught a thing? We all have, haven't we? We all have. And understand, these gentlemen here, the apostles, they were professional. And they didn't catch a thing. You say, well, I wonder why that happened. Because there was a lesson the Lord was going to have to teach the apostles. It's a lesson you and I need to learn. You see, we can't accomplish anything without the Lord. Not a thing. You can try in your own power and struggle and struggle. It won't be done. You have to have the Lord because he's the one that always provides, right? So with that said, and he saw two ships, verse 2, standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. They were done. They'd fished all night, caught not one single so I was looking over this I went back to as a boy my grandpa loved to fish and we'd go to Bear Creek and there's lots of fish there there really was there's, there's bass there's crappie perch and most of the time when we went there we would spend the night and we'd always come back with a stringer full of fish, most of the time. But there were a few exceptions. But the one thing that I didn't care about going to Bear Creek was it was probably one of the snakiest creeks in all of Arkansas. I mean, you had to carry a gun, and you had to watch because there was moccasins laying everywhere. They'd be sunning on a rock. But, oh, the fishing was pretty good. Uh, another reason I didn't really care, because I don't like snakes, and I don't like giving blood to help mosquitoes, okay? Mosquitoes, as big as your thumb, they'll suck you dry, amen? I mean, they just all over. But <laughs> even though I didn't like those things, I always have that great memory of spending quality time with my grandpa and he taught me a lot of life lessons and when he spoke it was country wisdom but it was wisdom and if he didn't have anything to say he didn't say anything you know what that's a good lesson for all of us if we don't have something to say don't say it. That way you won't be held accountable for what you say.
But anyways, I remember one particular thing, and we'll get back in. We were fishing, and it was nighttime. We had stayed the night, and oh, my goodness, he, he made the best skillet of cornbread on an open fire, uh, fried potatoes, always just mm, good stuff. And anyways, he was cooking, and he said, how many of you have ever heard of jug fishing? Jug fishing. You take a milk jug, and you tie trot line to it, and a treble hook, put your blood bait or whatever, and toss it out there in the water. He's, he's cooking, and he goes, we got a fish. He goes, get in the boat and go bring that fish up. Well, you know, okay. I thought I was big anyways. He's going to let me get in this little old 14-foot flat-bottom boat and paddle out there. So anyways, this is Bear Creek, and there's lots of overhanging trees, right? So I'm going out toward that jug, and all of a sudden I hear something. And I look, and it's a moccasin about that big that fell out of the tree. I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to hit that stupid thing. In the boat, and Grandpa says, he yells, be still, it ain't going to hurt you. Yeah, right, you're not in the boat, Grandpa. He goes, you're going to sink that boat, and then you're going to be in trouble. He goes, just try to throw it out with a paddle. I'm sitting there trying to kill the silly thing. I'm making dents. Of course, you couldn't hurt that. That boat might have been worth 20 bucks anyways. But to make a long story short, I finally got the snake out. And I forgot about the fish. I came back to the shore. He goes, John Didis, that's what he called me. John Didis? You didn't get the fish. No, sir. No, I didn't. Go out there and get that fish. No, sir. He says, are you telling me no? No, sir. I got back in the boat because he'd have took that paddle and turned it on me. But my point is, there's been times in my life that there's things you just don't want to do. Even when it comes to the Lord. Amen? Now, out of obligation and love for your family, uh, you're going to obey your grandparents. The majority are. Now, there's some, this generation of children, it kind of scares me. You see, we were taught to mind our manners. You said, yes, sir. No, ma'am. Thank you. Please. That was just a given. And you never back-talked your parents. Never. I wouldn't have a tooth in my head. And it wouldn't just be my dad beating me. It would be my grandpa's turn next. It would be my uncle's turn Next, we didn't do that kind of stuff. The generation coming up behind us scares me. But I'm going to say this. Don't so much blame them. Blame our generation for not disciplining our children. Say amen, that's the truth. Now we'll get back to the message. But anyways, fished and told all night. Verse 4 now. When he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let 
down your nets. Now, I'm going to stop just for a second there. There's a couple things we can learn from launching out in the deep and letting down the nets. You know, the Lord, the Lord has blessed his church and give us every tool we'll ever need to get the gospel out and be successful in winning souls into the kingdom. Far as everything we need, we've been given it. But our problem is, most of the time, is that we don't go out farther and deeper. You see, we don't mind casting a net, but we want to do it just right around the vessel, the church, if you will. We need to learn to go out into the deep. That's where the Lord trying to teach Simon and the other disciples, that's where the fish are going to be. Why? Well, if any of you are fishermen, understand when it is the heat of the day, those fish aren't going to be in shallow water. They're going to be out in deep water where it's cooler. Okay? How many of you have tried to fish out here when it's 109 degrees? I'm going to go ahead and tell you, go ahead, but you ain't going to see me out there when it's 109 degrees because you ain't going to catch no fish when it's that hot and it's there at the shore. And by the way, have you seen Lake Mead lately? There ain't a lot of deep water out there anymore, is there? Yeah. So, anyways... But what did he command them to do? Cast out into the deep. Cast the net. Again, we've been equipped to cast the net. But the question is, are we? I challenge you this morning, church. We got to go a little deep out there. We got to get a little farther away from right here around the church. Fisher out there. And they're everywhere, but especially out there. I'll get off of that. Now I want to speak about Simon Etrin said to him, Master, we've told all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Now I want to spend a few minutes here. Now, <laughs> they've told all night. And if any of you, can imagine they fished all night and caught nothing. They're tired. Okay? Not only are they tired, but they have told and not caught even one fish. So they're tired, they're discouraged, and they're ready to go to the house. And Jesus says, Cast your net. A little deeper. Go on out. Now, I can imagine, the Bible doesn't say it, but I can imagine Peter thinking to himself, saying, Lord, uh, we're the professional. Last time I heard, aren't you a carpenter? You know nothing about fishing. We didn't catch nothing all night long. So leave the fishing to us professionals. There's no need. But the thing is, the Lord is over all creation. 
uh, he knows more about fishing than any professional that's ever walked this old earth. But notice what he says. Okay, Lord, at your word, at your word, I'm going to do it. Wouldn't it be nice as Christians this morning, at the Lord's word, whatever he lays upon our heart, whatever he tells us to do through the Spirit, we'll say, Lord, at your word, I'm going to do it. Wouldn't it be nice if you're lost today? Wouldn't it be nice if you said, Lord, I will at your word come to Jesus. If you, as a child of God, aren't living as you should, not obeying and doing what he would want you to do, Lord, at your word, I am going to do what you tell me to do. Lord, at your word, I'm going to get along with my wife. Or I'm going to get along with my husband. At your word, I'm going to do it. Wouldn't it be nice? Lord, at your word, I'm going to put you first in my life. Jesus, I'm going to follow you. You're my Lord. And I'm going to submit wholly to you at your word. Lord, at your word, I am going to do this because I want the word in my life. Think about that for a second. Wouldn't it be nice if we would just, at the word, Brother Ciro, of the Lord, be obedient and do? You see, there's a great lesson there. You see, he could have argued and just said, Lord, they've already got their nets cleaned they've already got them rolled up we're going to the house but no Lord at your word because you tell me to do it I'm going to obey and by the way there's a parable over in Matthew 21 remember the father that had two sons and he told the one son hey I need you to go to the vineyard and work Remember what the first son said? I will not. I will give him A for being honest. But the Bible says that he repented and he went. The second son. Son, I need you to work in the vineyard. And the second son. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm there. You can count on me. But he didn't go, did he? And remember what Jesus said? Which son was obedient? And they all answered, the first son. And you say, well, Brother John, what does that have to do with at the word of the Lord? It has this to do. You see, Jesus gave us that parable because remember the Pharisees were self-righteous. And they thought because they were the religious of the day and that they were, you know, Pharisees, that they were good. And if you'll read the rest of that parable, it even says that Jesus said, listen, the drunkards and the unrighteous and the harlots will go into the kingdom 
before you do. Why? Why would Jesus give that parable? Because it isn't about being religious. It's about being obedient and doing what the Father requires to get into the kingdom. You see, he requires that we be born again. He requires we obey and trust Jesus as our Savior. By faith. Not by works or our actions, but by what Jesus accomplished on the cross for us. So, if you think about it, even though, well, that's a little different. No, if you think about it, what did Simon say? At first, he didn't want to do it, did he? But because the Lord spoke, he said, Master, we've told all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Kind of like the first son, was it not? I don't want to go. I'm not going to do it. But he repented and he did it. Notice. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net broke. Does it pay to be faithful to the Lord and obey the Lord? Listen, most of us that's ever fished, let's, let's be honest, we're in the house of God. Don't we tell some big ones? The one that got away, oh, he must have been a 21-pound striper. He was a 21-ounce perch, but we call him a striper. Beloved, this is the greatest fishing story I ever heard in my life. Uh, they caught so many fish, they had to have another boat come in and have more to pull up the fish. Can you imagine Simon and James and John? Can you imagine what went through their minds? And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help and they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Can you imagine catching so many fish that the ship, the boat you're on, literally is sinking? That brings me to this point. All things are possible with God. God is not limited at all in anything or in any circumstance. Do you understand? Things may be bleak. We may be going some, through some hard times. But God is not limited. His will will always be done. And listen, you can trust Him. Amen? Uh, what Simon did and the other disciples was they... Finally, just by simple faith, trusted the Lord and took him at his word. Notice what it says. And when Simon Peter saw it, 
he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Again, didn't want to do it, but he did it. And the Lord taught them a lesson. See, that lesson was to what? Trust him. Look to him. And when Simon saw what happened, he became convicted and said, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Why was he sinful? Well, we're all sinful. But what he was talking about was, Lord, I have lacked faith. I don't know what I was thinking. I've been around you. I've seen you're no ordinary person. You're unique. By the way, Jesus is unique. He's not ordinary. He is God manifested in the flesh. And he repented for his lack of faith. My question to you this morning is, have you repented not only for your lack of faith, but have you repented for your sin? You see, you'll not get to heaven in your own righteousness. And you'll not get to heaven and have a relationship with the Father unless you have been saved by the blood of Jesus and your sins have been washed away and cleansed by his blood, his sacrifice. Have you repented? Have you recognized the fact you're sinful? There's so many out there that haven't. They have it in their minds that, you know, God's going to accept them because they're not as bad as others. They've never killed nobody. They've never went to prison. They never robbed anybody. They've done pretty good. Morally speaking, they're not as bad. But you know, you line up the biggest criminal, ungodliest person, and line up someone that is moral, but they've yet to trust Jesus in God's eyes. They're exactly the same. And hell is where they're both headed, unless they repent. He said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. Talking about a fishing trip. So was also James and John, sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And this is what Jesus said unto Simon. Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. See, at that very moment, there was a transformation. At that very moment, they surrendered and followed the Lord. In fact, the Bible says they left their nets, didn't they? The next verse. And they followed him. You see, they were never the same after this. It was a valuable lesson that they were taught. And I pray that at his word, we will do what he asks us to do.
especially in the times that we're living. You may be under the sound of my voice and you don't want to do what he wants you to do because you're not willing to leave your comfort zone. Maybe he's asking you to go somewhere that you don't want to go. I've been there. You think I wanted to come out to this desert? Fishing and hunting's too good in Arkansas, y'all. Amen? It is. But you do what God tells you to do. And if you do, he's going to bless you. And I'm going to tell you, this is home. I still don't like the summers. But this is home. I know I'm supposed to be out here. And I, I obeyed his voice. And I hate to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. Because God knows my heart. That's, but my point is, I'm blessed because I obeyed him. And I'm so blessed because of that. He wants to do the same for you. you just got to obey him. At your word, Lord. I'll lower the net. At your word. And that's the heart we have to have. Listen, he's going to ask sometimes things that we don't want to do. We think that we know better than he does. But at his word, lower the net. Because you'll be blessed for it. Oh, will you be blessed. What's he asking you to do this morning? And I'm going to close. What's he asking you to do? It's not so much what he's asking you to do. The question is, what are you willing to do? Are you going to obey his word and lower the net if that's what he wants you to do? I pray that's what you will do. Because if you do it, he'll take care of you and he'll bless you beyond measure. Our problem is, he tells us to do something and we are like that one son. Oh, I'll do it, Lord, and then we don't do it. We don't follow through. And we miss his blessings when we could have had them. So I encourage you, please, at his word, lower your net this morning. Be obedient, whatever he's asking you to do. What an example. I love it. You know, Peter was brass, wasn't he? Peter's mouth always got him in trouble. We could all relate to Peter, can't we? Sometimes we get ourselves in trouble. We swallow our foot. But listen to me. Even though Peter had his good days and his bad days, when it come to the Lord, he knew what his priority was. How about you this morning? What is your priority concerning the Lord? You going to be admitted, obedient, and submitted to him? Or are you going to say, you know what? 
I think I'll let somebody else do it. Well, it's true. You can let somebody else do it. But you're going to miss the blessings. The blessings. So that's the message. Lord, at your word, I'll lower the nets. So whatever he says, obey his voice.